0: We're still making it. A lot of people probably don't want us to be making it, but we're still making it. There's a lot of struggle a lot of strife here in the United States right now, mainly because there seems to be two sets of people running around here. One set of people are those who seem to care about each other. They hold on to the hope and dream of a greater, more beautiful world they're still trying to fight to bring about the great society that would have liberty and justice and equality for all and at least a low floor that would supply everyone with the opportunity to have a beautiful life. There was once a great dream in this nation where the basics would be given to anyone who worked or anyone who struggled to try to make it and where people were able to work harder and for more if they wanted to get the luxuries in life. The idea was that everybody could work and climb as high as they wanted to to the top but no one would be in poverty. No one would starve. No one would be homeless or standing in poverty lines waiting for soup or food it was a dream of sharing the prosperity of the country and still at the same time having the ability to move up higher and higher I think that dream has died for some of the people but for the rest of us that dream is still here And we work and strive in order to help everyone have better lives. Today we can really see the battle between those who believe in the great American dream and love and life and spiritual truth versus those who only care about themselves. Those who are full of greed and fear about people who just don't look like them. And this is the world we find ourselves in. The world that we struggle to live in and breathe in and have our being in. But we are still here. We are still working to create a better world. And I think the main way that we can work to create a better world is to work to create better selves. To work in order to break free from the social conditioning... And the fear and the lies that has been pumped into us for so long. In order to see the truth. But seeing the truth outside of ourselves often starts with seeing the truth. Within ourselves. And the deep truth. Within ourselves. The one that we are not really able to see. Of all our conditioning, it's who and what we really are. Yes, we've learned to be these limited beings. We have these small egos, these small narrow ways of thinking that limit us and limit our understanding of reality, making the 0.9999% of reality that we perceive according to many of the physicists and scientists of today, even narrower, we never dare to get outside of that box and to experience who and what we really are, and so we are given these roles to live in and to live by when we're very young until we adopt them as who and what we are. Until we come to a place where we begin to believe the deception ourselves. And we begin to use our powers of reasoning and perception. Not to explore anymore to break free. But to feel safe. And to explore the little cage that we find ourselves locked in. But we are breaking free of that cage. That is why I say. That we are still here. The ones who bring forth the light and the hope are still here. The ones who are the channels of the voice of the divine, of God, of Goddess, whatever you call it, reason, they are still here. And as long as we are here, the truth will survive. The beauty will survive. The wisdom of the ages will survive. As we come to know ourselves, we will realize, you see, who and what we are. We will realize that this thing at the beginning, this thing at the core of the universe that keeps it moving and living is the same thing that each and every one of us are. We are not only the waves of the ocean, we are the ocean And going beyond that, we are not only the ocean, we are every being within the ocean. And going beyond that, we are the earth that supports the ocean. And we are the sky above the ocean. Going beyond that, we are the space. Beyond the atmosphere and every star and every planet. Beyond that and every universe. Beyond that and the very energy source that moves that and helps us to grow and stay in balance we are eternal beings we are not Joe or Bill or Bob or whatever names they give us and we are not part of this race or that race these various races were all made up in order to categorize us so that we could be played like chess pieces one against the other But for those who are awake, these things don't exist anymore. All that exists is our beauty, our wisdom, and our power. So it is time for all of us to awaken to our beauty and our wisdom and our power. But it's difficult nowadays, isn't it? Everywhere we turn, we are being assaulted with news about viruses killing people, about policemen killing people because of their own inner rage, their own issues that they have never worked out, and they're projecting these issues onto other people, trying to beat the black out of them or the torture out of them instead of looking deep into themselves and seeing their own violent nature and sickness and we look at the government officials that we elected thinking they would do something to make the world better and get rid of corruption. We find that they are no different than those policemen, the very few who are tolerated by the many who are killing, shooting, and stabbing because they can. This world is frightening. But if you are listening to this station and if you ever have taken the time to look deep within your heart and find the beauty within yourself, you know that there is hope. You know that there is beauty. And you know that there is love. You know that there is not a separation between justice, making peace, and being love. you also know that the peacemakers for the last two or three hundred years are the ones who are demonized the most despised the most and hated the most so I would ask that everyone out there look deep into their hearts and to see if they are being tricked into demonizing those people who are trying to create peace and love in this world and if so, to let go of the fear, let go of the anger that comes up from who knows where, and to grasp the hope that exists. The hope that there will someday be peace. And someday, all of the payment, all of the money that is going out to perpetuate wars not only wars with other countries but wars against the American people will be changed and used in order to create a better world for ourselves one thing that we saw in this pandemic was how easily money could be printed and money could be distributed why is this not happening all of the time how can four people in the world Possibly, and that is for people in the United States, have as much money as 50% of the world population. While people on our streets are homeless, while people don't have health care, one might say those people on the streets need to work harder. But we all know because of this pandemic, and because of all the accidents and incidents that happen throughout our lives that we don't have control over, everybody just cannot work harder. Everyone needs a group who cares about them and who loves them to lift them up when they fall so that they can become stronger and become a light for anyone else who falls so that they can lift them up again we need to create a world of love instead of a world of violence and competition as Sting said in one of his songs constant fear of scarcity oppression of the mild mother of invention oppression The mild constant fear of scarcity, oppression of his child. That is where we find ourselves today, and that is what we are going to break free of when we use our creative powers, channeling the love of life and beauty and wisdom to push past. Our identifications with various races and groups and genders and ethnicities to embrace the beauty, the wisdom, and the grace at the core of our beings. Because love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear is of the enemy. <sighs> Please visit us at our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com That is www nextstepcoaching.mysite.com If you would like to learn more about this or more about the process of driving out all of these crazy thoughts and ideas, you can find a link for a Groupon session that we're conducting through our Life Coaching sessions for a limited amount of time where we can work together in order to create a beautiful community by getting a very deep understanding about the way this world works, about the way we have been fed misunderstanding about people of different races, different ethnicities and social and sexual orientations, and where we can find ways to get rid of the false ideology and to come in contact that which we call God, God is the divine, whatever you would call it. We also have a link where we're trying to raise money for people who may get in trouble trying to protest or stand up for the rights of others. And you can donate to that if you would like, because everyone needs to be free. Thank you for being with us again. Once again. Our website, www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com, and get one of our group-ons for one-hour life coach session. It will make things. is the enemy are you a religious person are you one of the people who say you are spiritual instead of religious if you are actually a person who is spiritual the two different words don't really have much meaning because a spiritual person is spiritual, whether they are in a religious place and following a certain religion, whether they are digging a ditch or walking a dog, whether they're sitting and meditating or chanting, One spirituality does not fly away one moment and return the next because, you see, one is always living within this energy or this power that people call spirit. And I would say that the enemy you see is that which is outside of the whole it is that which declares itself equal and more powerful than everything around it and works hard in order to prove that it has more worth and dignity not only than the plants and the animals and the earth itself but also other people and even what spiritual people would consider God. So this enemy, whether one calls it the devil or Satan or Satan or whatever it is, is actually a mindset. It's an energy. It's a way of being that is full of arrogance and pride. It is the idea that there's only one way, and the one is more right than everyone else. And because one is that right, they have the power to impose their will on everyone else. We find this mindset everywhere. When we begin to talk about political parties and ideology, we find it on the right. We find it on the left, we find it among moderates, we find it among libertarian, anarchist, capitalists and socialists. And the reason we find it among all of these people is because as soon as we claim an identity, we have to congratulate ourselves, feel good about ourselves for claiming that identity. So we begin to selectively perceive things that makes that identity more right than the other ones. And we begin to push ourselves away from the other ones making them lesser until we come to a place where we feel that we are right and for the sake of others we can't impose our will on others. So a lot of what we understand and we see as anger, hatred, prejudices, and all of those items comes not from wanting to be a mean person or a hurtful person. It comes from accepting a label, claiming a label, trying to find worth and dignity not in oneself and the way one is, but in the accomplishments of the label that we attach ourselves to. This is something that has happened with most of the religions over the thousands of years they've been around. In fact, some of them probably are not around anymore because this happened and they killed themselves off. And the same thing is slowly happening to the term spirituality. That's why I think it is necessary to not cling to the labels that we are given. A great teacher said that what we are, our identity is, simply, I am. I exist, therefore I am. And he said that as soon as we add anything else to the I am, we are moving our way out of reality back into some little box we are reshaping our thinking and actually reformatting the energy the creative energy that exists within each and every one of us and it in turn is changing our personality and our egos into whatever we put at the end of that sentence this may not happen immediately But just as the selective perception works with groups, it worked with each and every one of us. And so we begin to believe that we are A, and we begin to project A, and if people begin to react with us as A, it reinforces that until we feel that we have to become A, to the point that when anyone begins to Put us down, or to attack the idea of a. We feel angry and we feel upset because we feel that we are being attacked. When in truth, we are not being attacked because we are not a. We are the creators of a. We are not the mask. We create the mask, but we fight and die over that mask in order to maintain that mask. This is very similar to the idea that they used to have in Japan where they said a person had to save face. So many of our wars, many of our violence, much of our hatred and the lack of the things that are necessary in order to keep people healthy and happy in this nation all um, as a result of people fighting in order to protect their masks by putting down others. And proving that they have more worth, more power, and more dignity. It's time for us to understand, though, that we are not the mask, that we are the creators of the mask. And more importantly, we can take that mask anytime, toss it away, and guess what? As we are creative beings, we can create another mask to take its place and this does not have to be done incrementally it does not have to be done step by step as many of these social workers and the psychologists and religious people tell us it can happen o- overnight you might understand this as something that is impossible and as well Why have I not heard that big changes can happen overnight? Why haven't I seen this? I would say that it is because you, like the rest of us, have been trained into thinking that an instantaneous change is impossible. You have learned the rules of this society and this world. You have learned that you have to follow steps A, B, C, and D to get to E and F. When in truth, you don't have to. There is a law in quantum physics called the law of quantum entanglement. It says that basically if you take two particles that are joined together and you break them apart and you separate them, do to one particle actually happens to the other particle instantaneous at the same time and if you can take that one particle you can take it millions of light years away the same thing happens somehow these two things are entangled so that if you work with one you work with the other one no matter how far the distance and since They said, during the big bang, we all started out most likely as one particle. A change in one part of the universe can automatically happen instantly in the other part of the universe. What does this have to do with this instantaneous change that I'm talking about? I'm talking about that if we can change our thoughts, what happens instantaneously is that which is affecting us at a deeper level in the subconscious can make a shift also. That is what hypnosis is about. That is what reading and studying is about. That's what the long process of psychoanalysis is about. It's about to create a change at the surface, a change in the ego that goes down deep enough to the subconscious that creates a change in the subconscious so that the subconscious begins to adhere to and to push that forward to, to... reinforce the change over and over till we are a new person. But we have learned, you see, that it has to happen step by step, inch by inch. But just like those two particles, it can happen instantaneously. Because instead of you messing with one and then it slowly passing through time and space to a thousand light years away, Touching and twisting the other one. Instead, it happens instantaneously. There is no distance with these entangled particles. There is no time. And within us, within our thoughts, and within our minds, and with way in the way the mind and the brain works, there is no time. There is only when we move our awareness to only now, everything is possible. The change which I'm talking about is possible. But instead of concentrating on that and letting that happen, what we do is we're on this old model of thinking where we think that we have to go through step one, two, three, and four, and our thoughts and our ideas are reinforcing the idea to the point that we are trapped in our own illusion of incrementalism. But right now, we can decide to be free of the pain and suffering. And we can do it. The only thing that all of the psychoanalysis war and ritual war and things like that The only thing, therefore, is to get the mind to accept the fact that it can change. But if we jump right to the fact that things can change, the ritual won't be necessary. Or we can create our own rituals or shorten our rituals. What are you saying, you may ask? That you are the creative energy, you are the god, you are the goddess, you are the divine being that you're seeking, and it is through your word that you can change your life right now. This is something to just sit with and consider. Who am I anyway? Am I my resume? That is a picture of a person I don't know. What do they ask of me? What should I try to be? So many faces all around and here I go. I need this job. Oh God, I need this show. I need to be able to express myself. I need to be able to be seen for who and what I am. I need to be able to be the creative energy that I am and be acknowledged by my home and by my friends and by my community. But in this world, you see, we have to compete for the things that we all deserve anyway. We have to compete for the things that would exist if we had real community. And so it is time for us to begin to bypass the need for the competition to get supported by a community and it's time for us to begin to create community that we can live in and breathe in and a community that will celebrate us right now. The community based on competition will never do that. As long as we try to live in the system as it is right now we are never going to get what we really want we need to create systems we need to create groups we need to create communities where love is at the core where tolerance is always there self expression and acceptance and also where we are not afraid of feeling pain or discomfort Any person who has lived for many years and who has grown and who has reached out and who has striven for anything great knows that along with the process of growth and learning, there is often pain. We live in a world, you see, where there is often suffering without growth. I'm not talking about suffering. I'm talking about discomfort, pain, but no suffering. Because when it is shared with a loving community, pain is dissipated and it is changed to something that gives life instead of taking it away. We need community. I know it's hard to find that nowadays with this COVID virus and we have people who are playing it for all that it's worth trying to tell us not to protect ourselves with masks so that we'll spread this virus for who knows how many decades so that we can be trapped in little boxes and only reach out through Zoom or through other mediums or walk around with masks the rest of our lives regardless of this trap We must find community. We must find ways not only to talk on Zoom and Skype and all those things, but face-to-face even if we have to stand six feet away from each other with masks on in an open field where the wind is blowing because we need that human touch that is the thing that has been missing more and more since the invention of the television set when we learned that we could experience the world not by doing anything but by watching other people doing instead of going out with football or baseball or soccer ball or dodge ball in order to play the sport we learned that we can take a, look at it on TV and we could be thrilled about it and we could compete by choosing certain teams with certain names and betting on them we learned that we could watch music on TV we don't have to go out and learn to sing or learn to play an instrument or do any of those arts we can watch other people who have competed with each other who have made it to the top who can do it perfectly so we can see it in our homes, and watch people specialized in that, do that. But in this watching, what have we given up? We have given up our power to develop ourselves. We have given up our power to do the one thing that human beings were meant to be and do since the beginning of time. And that is to use their creative energy in this world to make it better, not only for human beings, but for each and every being on this earth. Every so often, we'll see some type of animal tangled up in some type of barbed wire or some type of rope or something, and some of them have learned enough. To trust human beings. To come to them. And the human being is the only one. That is able to get them out of that mess. Get them out of that tangle. Untangle them. And get them on their way. And that you see. Is why we are here. Stewardship of the earth means. Loving it. Caring for it. Nurturing it. And not owning it. The niche of the human being is one of creativity, creating love and harmony. But we have been thrown out of that by the enemy, the element that is more like a virus than a human being. For there are those who want to take, to steal, to gather all the resources around themselves so that only they have power. And they are very much like a virus entering into a cell in order to take it over because in itself, the virus is nothing but a code or an idea. It produces nothing it has no intellect it has no power it has no love it has no beauty it just devours and steals that which is healthy that which is beautiful and that which is loving and it's only objective is to change the healthy to the unhealthy by making that which is healthy take on It's poisonous thoughts of hatred, anger, and violence. Unfortunately, today we find ourselves in a society with a large number of people who are just like that virus, trying to take over our communities, trying to take over the media, trying to take over our countries and our corporations and all of our institutions in order to just make these organizations take on their poison mindsets and become bombs of destructive virus there's only one way to take care of these people and these ways of thinking that is by becoming healthy creating an atmosphere of love living in an atmosphere of health and beauty creating communities that really care casting out the mentality that these viral people try to cast upon us each and every day that we see on social media TV and radio And we can do this by doing exercises and practices that fill our hearts with love, fill our hearts with peace and joy and beauty, listening to the music that brings us hope, finding times and places to laugh, to dance with joy, taking back our power to celebrate instead of watching other people on TV finding the love that exists in our hearts and in creating that type of love and atmosphere of that love not allowing the poisonous thoughts and ways of thinking to get a hold we must banish those ideas banish those thoughts banish that evil from within us and our community no matter what the cost by becoming warriors of compassion, by fighting the sickness first within our own hearts and minds and keeping it out, and then fighting it within our friendships, our communities, and the world. We are the warriors of compassion born in this world during these troubling times to be a light to the world. I hope that you will continue to join me in this work. And we shall prevail. We shall overcome. Because it is for this reason that we come into the world